This episode of the Stimulate Run podcast is brought to you in partnership with Aqualite. Aqualite is a product which supports effective hydration through rapid absorption. It's formulated to replace electrolytes lost through sweat and is Australian owned and operated. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, um, welcome back to another episode. Um, we've had a good chat off air, yeah. I should have had this rolling and cut that up, I think, <laughs> Todd. Um, so we've got Todd Ingraham, everybody. Um, I know a lot of people have questioned me about having him on and trying to get him on, and we finally managed to twist his arm, and his lovely wife managed to make it happen. He was my 2021 bucket list guest, so we're, we're here ahead. So maybe we'll make her my 20. 21 bucket list, I think. I've already told her that, so she knows she's accountable. Perfect. But welcome, mate. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, as I mentioned, it'll be uh, nice and relaxed and, and throwing things everywhere. But just to start us off, do you want to give a bit of an intro as to like your background in running? Where did it all start? And, you know, was it a school thing where you're good at footy, but you could run? Or, yeah, give us a bit of a background on who you are. Uh... To answer your footy thing, no. <laughs> I definitely wasn't in primary school. Yeah. Um, I was, tried a few things out, but very average at everything. Um, and running was definitely, I was at the back of the pack. So I, little athletics wasn't considered in, 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 in primary school. Uh, tried a lot of team sports, was doing a lot of the... Uh, um, you know, your, your cricket and everything else. Um, and then, and then um, high school, that's when things changed. I yeah. think uh, because there's obviously a bit more organised cross country and athletics. And uh, so I went to a, well, it was part of the, the sport program is that, okay, all the year, Eights, we're going to line up here, run three or four k's along the foreshore here, and whoever comes first, you get to go to the, the, the school cross country. And somehow I won that. Don't know how to yeah. this day. Uh, remember one of the guys saying, um, where did that come from? Yeah. You, weren't, you were never anybody in the primary <laughs> So you basically school. upset everybody. <laughs> well, that was... Yeah, I don't know about upsetting, but uh, it was just a surprise to them as it was to, as much to me. Um, yeah. yeah, don't know where, maybe I just matured over that school break from primary school to high school. Um, but then then it was run again a week later, and, and, and this time it was, you know, there was, okay, we're going to beat Todd. Let's, you know, I could see them pushing. And then with about a K to go, I found myself in front again. Uh, and, and, and won it again so you're off to the school cross Todd. so I suppose you would have had like the boys who were well I'm gonna I'm running this is what I do I love it and then you've just rocked up and gone oh, I'll give it a crack well and when you mentioned the football players yeah. yeah I remember the guy who said you're nothing in primary school he was he was a classic footballer I think yeah. he was he was you know cult level yeah and, and uh, a lot of those football players and guys who admired um uh, you know, in cricket and 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 hockey and t ball and baseball and all those soccer and all those other team sports that we played, who could run rings around me, uh, they seemed to couldn't run in a straight line. Yeah, <laughs> and then, so from there, you've probably gone. I'm half decent at this, 
somebody probably tapped you on the shoulder and said you're half decent at this. <laughs> what, how did you go from winning the school cross country, going to maybe open schools, to where you are now? How did that all happen? How did that script go? Well, I guess it was just... One, there was one teacher who, uh, who, who, shot, who he was, I don't know about passionate, but yep. he definitely um, would encourage us. He gave up his time on a Sunday morning, would go out to the hills and, and go for a run. Um, Tuesday, Thursday was uh, training day uh-huh. uh, at the school. And he, he, yeah, I guess if he was willing to put some time in, uh, he told me, yeah, do this many 400s or this many 1Ks. Uh, I'd do it and, and, and have faith in it. I guess I didn't know any different. Yeah. And from that, results came about. It was nothing special. It didn't, yeah. didn't set the world on fire, but I guess I enjoyed it. I was sort of number one in the school, and I guess that's what motivated me was, you know, you, you do it at the school, and, you, you know, it was like, well, don't want to... Don't wanna, uh, uh, you know, just turn, give it away. Yeah. You know, and let the second place take all the all the, all the kudos, <laughs> and uh, and then finally I'm actually coming first in something. Yeah. And it was it all you went to Scotch? Is that right? No, no. no. Okay. Uh, Ross went. Okay, right. I thought for some reason I thought you were <laughs> up this way. No, I was uh, um, public. <laughs> nice. So, in terms of the competition at school, um, was it very competitive or? Uh, yeah, it actually was. There's a guy, Kim Thomas, okay. him oh, and yeah. I, yeah. same year. Yeah. Um, he, sorry Kim, but he came to me a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think I was any brother then. And uh, so, and then we had a, a, another bloke, Jason, and yeah. Yeah, we were pretty, as, as far as a team goes, we yeah. were pretty solid. Yeah. Um, we were A grade and um, I had the honour of being uh, captain yep. in, in, in my year 12. And uh, in, you know, at the time, you don't really, you know, you're just some 16-year-old kid who doesn't really know uh, the difference between something and clay. Yep. And so you take it in your stride and yeah, we won the A division that year and, 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 and Jason and Kim and obviously the rest of the school, they um, contributed a lot and, yeah. and so now those guys still run yeah uh, we're in our 40s yeah so, but what I suppose most people will ask you you had that moment at school you're kind of winning you're number one in the school and then you go alright I really like running I'm going to get some aspirations in running mm. like obviously you had a coach or a school the teacher but when did it become a personal thing where you went okay my sport and what I found is running I'm good at it let's aspire to do something in it um, I remember because again I'm still playing cricket yeah. and I was playing baseball at the time and family wasn't terribly well off yeah. and I remember dad sitting me down and going make a choice is there yeah. a running and then of course then I'm going okay I want to do some running as well I want yeah. to do athletics and he goes no you got to make a choice yeah. and I'm like alright running it is yeah. and so I remember uh, you know doing we did half a season of level athletics and yeah. then I could transfer around 15, I think you, no, maybe younger, 13, 14, you could transfer into uh, senior athletics. Mm-hmm. And so I just went, oh, I'll just do senior, go straight to senior athletics. So then it became my sport. Yeah. Um, just running mid-pack, trying to just 
just better my times and uh, and it just seemed like a good sport to try and you know you test yourself you don't have to rely on other people yeah um, and if you fail then you only got yourself to blame yeah um, and, and so with doing athletics and then doing it at school uh, you know you, you started improving exponentially and so you, you know you, you, the school has expectations and then then all of a sudden there's state championships and things like this and so you're like okay well this, this is a big deal so um, I didn't really you know I was doing 5k on the road and fun runs and things like that yeah and um, just it just sort of st- um, snowballed from there and in my teenage years I, I wasn't setting the world on fire like I um, you know come top five at school level um, at sort of state level should I say and then at school level you know I was coming first and second and it, it, that just seemed like a a normal kind of yeah good thing <laughs> <laughs> most people wouldn't call that normal but yeah. oh, okay um in terms of goals, so would you have sat there and gone, okay, I want to achieve this, or, and then looking back on that, have you ticked off all those goals that you would have put down? No, I mean, I haven't. I mean, at that time, my goals was just to uh, get to the start line uh, of the next race, yeah. um, healthy and, and, and as fit as I could be. Um, and then, you know, as you get through high school, you're looking to start, you know, am I going to go to uni, what work am I going to do, and all these sort of things. So I didn't really have any super running goals. Yeah, you'd like to go to the Olympics yeah. or, you know, maybe maybe some of the big race, you know, level races, you know, there's the world championships or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, didn't, I don't recall, you know, writing on the wall, I'm going to be at the Olympics one day. Yeah. I've never had... Want to get his post on the wall or anything like that? I didn't really. I wasn't a statistician. I didn't really know. I remember watching Deeks on 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 the, at the Commonwealth Games mm-hmm. and that, and didn't really understand how he was a world champion. Didn't really understand the concept or anything like that. So it was just be being insular, I guess, and just just doing what seemed to be right and doing the best for for what I was. At the time. Yeah. And then you went to the army. Yes. So, <laughs> so you're uh, saying, oh, people are choosing to do this, what do you want to do? And then you went to the army. Was this, was the army in your family? Was yes, it? My it was, father, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and you did, how, encouraged me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how, but did you need the encouragement though? Or did you already have your mind made early? No. Going? Uh, I think I've got a feeling the family had decided they were sick of hearing what do you want to do uh, for high school yeah. and me saying, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, here, here's yeah. something for you to do. And uh, yeah, so 17, I found myself uh, in the army. You, or anyone who's in the army for me is like, you serve, right? So we're all very grateful. But you, you found yourself quite high up. Like you, where did you end up making it to in the army? Well, I'm still in reserves. Yep. Um, so... I, I made corporal quite quickly uh, within the first four years. And by then, and I was being sort of groomed to be a sergeant. Um, but by then, I had a gut full of the system. Mm-hmm. I realised running was important to me. Yeah. And if they could have balanced it out a lot better, I'd probably still be in the army. Yeah. A lot of other nations, you know, like 
throw any uh, throw a dart at any other than NATO nations. Yeah. They have a athletics team yeah. who yeah. represent the army and represent the, their nation. Yeah, not Australia. Yeah. <laughs> so I would be preparing for a race, and then suddenly on the Friday, yeah, this weekend we're gonna go and dig a hole and and stare at the imaginary uh, enemy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, this Sunday is the state championships I want to run those stiff shit yeah. uh, you're in the army and, and, and but then you'd go on a six week exercise eating ration packs and come back on the Friday and then on the Sunday okay we've got the battalion cross country make sure you win it and I'm like oh, I've got a gut full of Just high carbs yeah. high sugar food and I haven't trained for six weeks yet you still want me to win it that's right um, and you know, and what we told if you didn't, yeah. because it was like, well, you know, we had faith in you, and you know, you tell us you're a really good runner, and all this, and well, it goes both ways, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, there was no forgiving, and and I found that throughout my career that that's how it is. And so, if I had played football, it might have been a different thing. Yeah, I, I watched football players get time. Well, rug over in Queensland, it was all right, that's yeah. where I was based in Queensland. If you played rugby, oh my goodness, you could have all the time. All the time, yeah. But, uh, oh, you're a runner, what's that? Yeah, sure. And you never, there was never opportunity to get base back here, so you were in Queensland for a while? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, maybe I could have, because over here, such small units and specialised units, um, so it's, you know, I was in the infantry, so it's all Sydney, Queensland, North Queensland, um, uh, and Darwin uh, for the infantry um, at that time. So, yeah, and it was good running. I mean, I did run with a few groups over there at the time, but so inconsistent and so ad hoc. And it was the last thing you wanted to do after crawling under barbed wire and through the mud and, and living in a hole. For, for two weeks and then come back and oh yeah that's what I really want to do go for a wrong run. yeah so um yeah it uh, it just wasn't it wasn't good for that long term running yeah future and so do you think you've a lot of people fast forward a bit where you've got this ability to hurt more than most <laughs> and I've heard about the twenty kilo or the twenty k pack march. Mm-hmm. Do you so you can give some context into this and also your ability to hurt? Do you think that your military training, in terms of bringing it to your running career, really almost helped you as well ahead of everyone else? Oh uh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, being self motivated and 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 being able to, um, you know, the, the army are good at throwing curveballs at you. So yeah, you might, you know, to to qualify as an infantry soldier, you got to do an eighty. 80k uh, pack march yeah. which happens over two or three days or three or four days sorry but in that you know you get two hours sleep and yeah. then oh by the way here's some 20 kilo jerrys you got to carry in oh here's a here's a uh, stretcher carry in oh go and do this attack and go crawl over here and um, so the whole pile of other kerbals they throw at you while you're deprived of sleep and, and, and hurting and, and, and lack of food and water and all this sort of thing so you to, to run for three hours in a marathon doesn't seem so hard yeah. <laughs> and does that also help you in your ultra career and we'll talk about ultra running but 
do you when you got to a specific time in the race did you almost have that ability to look back and go well I've been in a worse position than this yes and that's what a lot of ultra runners say in their normal life right they say well physically I've been in an ultra at 80ks I've been in a worse position than this so did you use that in an ultra and go well yeah physically I'm stuffed but would have been worse yes yeah. oh, definitely I mean I remember we we hiked the uh, the uh, New South Wales Queensland border one time on and it was a survival thing so we got a, a live chicken and a half a ration pack and there you go 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 from the coast to 80k's inland and yeah that was interesting experience and so you you know you lose 15 or well, probably not that much but probably about 10 kilo and 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 but you you battle through it and so to go and do an ultra over 12 hours or five hours or whatever i never really did any 24 hour stuff i never really floated my boat yeah so I, I wanted to be a fast like fast running and getting a day type of thing, but yeah. i want to go do something hard to go join up and full time <laughs> <again>. <laughs> yeah and then how was that making that decision because obviously you had the family with that pressure to to go to the army how did you go about making that call and then letting your parents know that look i'm out um mm. like how does that go down um i think as long as i had a another goal yeah uh, i think i think they were just trying to do the best for me yeah and they i think they were just doing what they knew yeah um dad had been based in west australia and that was yep. great for him um but he was in a different unit he was in uh Ramey or yep. Royal Australian Electrical Engineers, so mechanical engineers. Um, so that enabled him to be based here. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't based here, uh, which wasn't a, a big deal. Um, but you know, Perth always you know enjoyed living here. It was it was it was nice just to be here. And and so when I, I came back and um, you know whether you, you sign on for for a for, for the four years, it was just. I wanted to be wanted to do my running and and, mm-hmm. and have a bit more flexibility with my time and you know I'd see my other my schoolmates and and my all my running mates you know finishing their uni degrees by now and and moving on with their careers and having some families and things like that and you're thinking oh yeah that's nice and and just that consistency and that and and that would be and I I thought that would be more ideal for me yeah. To, and but I mean, uh, but I compromised that by saying I'm I'm joining reserves. I will yeah. transfer over the reserves, and I've been there ever since. So yeah. I'm happy to have have not given it fully away. Yeah. and uh, I don't regret that decision. Keeps you, and I suppose moving away also gave you this independence. You know, you had to. You're off. You're not staying in WA, even though you're going to the army. You still got the comforts of home mm-hmm. just around the corner. You really are going to the other side of the country now. So when you talk, we spoke about running by yourself and having to do all those things for yourself. It really would have given you a bit of a shunt that you needed to do that as well. Oh yeah, I mean, I wasn't too mothered at home, yeah. Uh, so it um it wasn't a huge shock, but when you're turning eighteen at basic training and having yeah. someone do yelling and screaming at you and feeling the spit on the side of your face going, this is great. This is, this is not my 18th. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to, you got to grow up quick yeah. and, and, and you're hanging around all yeah. the guys and, 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 you know, they're, they're trying to guide you but at the same time, you know, they're, 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 they're forgiving you for your, your immaturities. Yeah. And, um, and so you, yeah, you, you, you grow up quick for sure. Yeah. 
It's not your eyeglass, I dare say, on your 18th then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I, I remember staying up to about midnight to uh, clean, spit polish my boots. But, yeah. and, uh, this is, this this is going to be a lot different <laughs> in my head. <laughs> this, yeah. this is not Kansas anymore. A <laughs> yeah. uh, bit of running. So let's talk times. Uh, your 5K, which we've corrected on. So 15.02. Yes. Yep. Uh, half 68.50. Mm-hmm. We got a bit of a contentious one there, but yeah. all that. <laughs> Your marathon uh, two twenty three fifty ish, we'll say go yes. there. So, but you two twenty three is probably your consistent time, right? That's probably mm-hmm. what you you're looking at. If I said to you you were doing running full time for a five year bracket in your peak, mm-hmm. do you think two twenty like expenses paid, everything's fine? Do you think two twenty three still would have been your your no, time? No, I. I think after, um, which we touched on earlier with uh, the Sydney, I had uh, a good solid six, eight months off work yeah. and, and full-time running, 200 k's a week um, with some of the best runners in, well, yeah, top runners of, of Australia at the time. Yeah. And I was able to run my PB off the back of that. So if I had about five years, Oh, yeah, that was, uh, there's a fantasy right there. Um, oh, definitely, I could have run a sub-220 for sure. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, I have heard a bit of stories about these uh, training camps. So did you go to Falls? Is that true? Yes, went yeah. to Falls three times yeah. in my career. And how do, you, how do you set that up or how is it set up for you? Do you just Well, because it's been, it's, it, yeah, basically you can. Yeah, yeah anybody can just rock up and, and I would encourage anybody to do it. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, it's probably been watered down from the first time I went mm-hmm. to the last time I went, and yep. I was a little disappointed in it uh, the, the last time. The first time I went, well, it, it still had that essence. You know, the, there was Montagetti's and there was the troops and there was the uh, Mottrams and they're all there. And, yep. and all these guys who, you know, as we know, they, you know, state national records and... Um, yeah, and there was there, there was the fifteen hundred meter runners there, and there was the, obviously the marathoners there. And it was ultimately for the marathoners. It was set up for the marathoners. You know, high altitude, get that um, altitude training into you, and then go and run your goal race, um, or just train hard and get your body fit to absorb good hard training when you went back down to sea level, um, and that and. I never spent, I spent, the longest I spent there was three weeks, but they, those guys would go there for three to five weeks, yep. maybe even six, like from basically Christmas, uh, Boxing Day, right through to um, Australia Day, yeah. um, they, they would be there. So um, they, um, to go there and, and run with those guys, particularly when the marathon was the, um, the, the, how can I put it, the, the core um, focus, yeah. you know, the, the two-hour, three-hour runs uh, up there, you know, running some big Ks and running twice a day. I mean, Troop was running three times a day up there, yeah. manic. Um, so, to, and then to go out and emulate what they were doing, try and just hold on yeah. with them, um, it was just great, you know. What does your day look like? Like, so you, well, firstly, you just rock up, right? Yeah. So you're saying you just turn up, yeah. and then is it, well, can I come with you guys, or do you just no. go out and do um, whatever? Or? Each day had a specific training, 
you know that cons- you know the, I think you could read about it in in Monda's book, but yep. basically Monday was easy run morning, easy run in the afternoon. Tuesday was speed work in the morning, easy run in the afternoon. Every day had a, a the easy run in the afternoon, the eight k dam run. Yeah. Um, but if it was uh, easy run on the Monday, Wednesday, well Wednesday was a long run. That was the um, uh, uh, that was the, the other dam run. There was two dams. Um, the you meet at the snowman, which mm-hmm. is in the centre of town, and uh, around nine o'clock. So it was it was great, and that was social. Like you, as long as you got to bed before midnight, yeah, you'd have a good eight hours sleep, yeah. and then wake up, have your breakfast, stagger down to the snowman by nine. Out you go, do some hard running. Back in the morning, uh, finish off your breakfast, good lunch, maybe sleep, go have your easy run, eight k run in the afternoon. Everybody could do it. Anybody, yeah. you, you know, you, I, anybody could just rock up and do that run. And how social is it? Like, you know, you, you'd name the names you're talking about. A lot of them, I suppose, were paid or had funding to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you might have sold everything you owned to yeah. go and do yes, it. So true, true. it's how, was there any kind of divide or no. was it very much like they know what you gave up to come there? And yeah, I think, I think a, a few people, yeah, they, they, down to earth kind of guys, the, the mantra man. I think he knew that he was a sort of patriarch, and he could, you know, he, he would um, balance out. You know, he talked to everybody, and if you could approach him and 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 ask for his time, Goodell would be there. You know, um, uh, and, and you approach them any time. Um, the the staying there wasn't a big deal because it was off season, yep. and because the mountain biking wasn't huge at the time, and. They would embrace having you there. Half the half the Falls Creek was closed down. Yeah, and we're lucky to even have a shop there. And, and I think in the early years they didn't even have a shop. So you had to drive down to um, uh, is it pretty uh, the the township that's at the bottom uh, of the hill of the mountain and and go shopping there. So yeah. then I'll drive I'll drive back up. Um, so yeah, you could definitely just rock up and and it, it wasn't. I, st- I usually stayed at the same place, I, I, the Alpha Hostel, and uh, that was great. And um, yeah, just get, like I remember, I was just staying in a in a four bedroom yeah. uh, by myself because there was nobody else there. I mean, there was other runners, yeah. but they had so many rooms that we all had a room for us to ourselves. So they all appreciative. It was a win win win, really. Yeah, and basic living. So you know, you don't have oh, the, you look the things yourself. that you have now. It's... Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It was all that a runner would need. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there to run. And the, I remember the last year there was finally a cafe there. So that was a real treat. And, but that was actually sponsored by the AIS. So they, okay. AIS actually built a, a purpose-built uh, house there or hostel where the, the AIS athletes would go. And there was yeah. a cafe there. So that was, that was something special. I thought, this is fantastic. I this, yeah. don't have to have uh, Nest Cafe yeah. uh, as my coffee. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a basic living. And then every... It was, it's interesting. I mean, you can. You know, I remember back in the late nineties, uh, going to um, a house on the Gold Coast, uh, where some mates of mine had moved to the Gold Coast to be uh, uh, professional yeah. uh, triathletes. So the Paul Mackay and uh, Josh Noddle, and Todd Israel, and a couple of others, and they um, they were living, 
They were living the basic life. Yeah. It was just noodles and uh, and porridge, <laughs> and, uh, and and that's all you really need as yeah. a runner. So you know, obviously, we we start to learn more about nutrition and that, and making the salads and that sort of thing. But that's you just cook your meal and go watch some TV, have a little nap in the afternoon, and get yeah. ready for the. Uh, uh, I think it was four o'clock uh, AK run in the afternoon. So, but you probably got the benefit out of your body because there was limited distraction, right? So. Even in terms of TV, it was probably oh, basic TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and if you had a TV, it was great. Yeah. But no, yeah, there, that's what I mean. There's no, no. The first year I know the mobile phones was was a rarity. Yeah. Um, and you know, no computers and and that yeah. In I remember talking about it, uh, you know, with other runners, and that that's the key. You actually getting away from work. Yeah. Getting off your feet and just running. Yeah. And and and. And running long, I mean, you could run as small as if you're a track runner, you know, as small as say eighty k weeks. Mm-hmm. Some of you, I mean, I remember doing a two twenty k week, yep. but that was sort of average for a marathoner. Yep. There were there were guys who were doing two fifty k weeks oh, yeah. up there. How does that week look? Like, you know, I sit there and go two hundred and fifty k's. How do you even put that into time? Like, yeah, well, basically, I mean, if you work out, you're running over thirty k's a day. Yeah. Um, and when you're doing track work for some of those k's which is obviously a shorter um uh, you know it's faster but it's the, the distance is shorter so you know you, you they make up for it in the afternoons or they, they might run an extra 2k before the afternoon run starts so they'll do 10k yeah. you know and, and or do an extra long warm-up and warm down things like this but then there'll be other run, days in the run where I remember running with Marty Dent one time, and he was doing, what did he end up doing? Was it four or five by 5K? Wow. And I did five by 3K, and I was hanging on, yep. like for grim life, just in the three part, so I did three by five, you know, so they're doing bulk, yeah. you know, Big sessions. sessions, you know, and, and so you, um, so they'd be balancing it out so there'd be huge days when it was huge and then taking it easy on the easier days yeah and do you think that that is that's key right whereas that was you're doing 250k weeks but it was very specific and it was like this is what i need to do today and then tomorrow was easy mm. oh that's yeah not... i mean you know monday was easy wednesday was easy-ish yeah. uh friday was easy um sunday you, if you were, if you're keen, Sunday afternoon you might have off because yeah. you've done three hours or maybe longer in the in the morning. Um, so there's always that ebb and flow. Even within the day, there was ebb and flow. So you do hard in the morning and easy in the afternoon. Hard in the morning, easy in the afternoon. So, so you, there's always that recovery time, um, and that, and that's key, particularly when you're at altitude and your body's not used to it. That first week is 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 can be quite tough on your body and, and the altitude can really um, affect you. And you're only a mile up, yeah. like at best 1,800 at falls. Um, so it's not super. Though I think they say 600 metres is where you start getting a training effect. Yeah. And uh, so you're not super high up, but uh, it's enough to, to knock you about um, with your sleep mm. uh, as well. So that first week, if you're not sleeping good, uh, it, it can be a bit tough on you and so um, to be able to 
bounce back from it. Yep. And and that's where that nutrition comes in. And they used to do the aqua, you know, you used to do your leg flushes in the aqueducts and things like this. So yep. uh, all those little one percenters, yeah. um, they helped. It is interesting because you look, you know, like you, okay, you had the time to do it where you said, okay, I'm going to go do this for a certain amount of time. But the everyday person who's doing 60 to 70 Ks doesn't do those things, right? Mm. They don't, most people won't worry about the nutrition and mm. even the recovery one percenters. It's just like, oh, well, it'll be fine. But there's a lot that you can take from the top runners all the way down that even the 60 or 40 K week person mm. could be doing. And yeah, it's always, it's very neglected is those little bits along oh, the way. Oh, that's right. But a lot of it is easy to do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's if you're willing to do it and, 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 you, and what your goals are. Yeah. You know, my, it probably, I let it, the horse have its head in, in that I just let it take me where it would take me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, good runners go to falls, I'll go to falls, see, see how far I can take it. Yeah. You know, I gave it a little taste, a little dabble, and, 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 and it helped. Yeah. Um, being consistent, oh, that, that works as well. And so all those one percenters, you know, I, I always wanted to, you know, do the best for myself. I mean, I could have just, I don't know, I knew if I only ran a 60K week, I wouldn't run as well in the race yeah. coming up, my goal races. And so I knew I'd have to run consistency and length and and speed work and attempt and, and balancing it out with all the different running uh, styles and, and, and training techniques that you have. I mean, I you know in retrospect I could have done you know a little bit more. You know I could have done the the physios a lot more massaging, a lot more stretching, and 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 but you know I was doing the macro stuff. I was yeah. doing the five percent as so yeah. to speak. But not many guys are doing 200k weeks now. Mm. You know, like you look and at doing those. Injustice. Yeah. So do you like? Do you think now that those fundamentals should still be at play? Because a lot of people, I suppose, aren't doing them. Maybe 160 weeks seems to be the mm-hmm. most common number. Okay. So do you think to really push through that boundary? Do you think mileage could? What difference do you? What, what kind of weight do you put on it? Well, what the depending what the goals are. Yeah. You know, I I would drop my in summer season. I drop it down to. 180k weeks um for the marathon between 120 up to 160 yeah uh sorry half marathon yeah and then for the marathon i'd 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 go from 180 to you know that just over 200 210 yeah um and that they were sort of those the bracket areas that i i found i could be consistent i never really experimented too much because i didn't have time yeah Um, i you know I, i i I found out that's what worked for me, yeah. and so I stuck with it. Maybe if I could have, maybe if I had to run a little less, you know, maybe just did one hundred and eighty for marathoning. Yeah, maybe I could have run quick. I don't. I don't know. But I knew that's what I did when I ran my my two twenty threes. Yeah. Um. And so I'm not going to change it. Yeah. Okay. But you you absorbed the mileage as well. Yes. So it wasn't like you. Got to two hundred k's, broke down. No, that's like right. You you were handling two hundred. Yeah. Would it be yeah. different if you knew? Okay, well maybe I should drop it down to hundred. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was constantly sore, but yeah. definitely didn't uh, um, didn't get anything chronic injuries, and that's you know that's what I was able to do. You know, and and you know reflecting back on what you said before, you know everybody has to be mindful of what where their body's at. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not absorbing those k's or 
if you can, you know, if you're running 60k weeks and you're not sore, then you're probably not giving it all you can. Um, so then you go to 70 and go to 80, and then when you hit the 100 and, oh, I'm sore and, oh, I've got a strain, okay, you've probably got too much. So, yeah. so balancing it out. And that's basically what I, you know, over my 30 years, that's where I found my, my niche mark, my niche marks were. Yeah. Did you think you needed to be around the best as well, though? Like, again, hypothetically, if I said to you, well, you get the same amount of time off, but you're going to stay in Perth. Mm. and go to Darlington or somewhere like that and mm. there's a house there for you mm. do you think your performance the outcomes would have been the same or you just you still needed to be around the best and within that best environment it definitely helps yeah. for sure you know it helps chasing people and I mean, but I mean we had a good group of uh, the old Club Alina yeah. um, where we had a good core group of 10 guys who would be Running well at WA standard, you know, we were basically the top five, top ten in those sort of from, say, 95 through to 2005. That, that's where we were, we were all, our names were always there in the top three. Um, were any of us next level? The only yeah. person was with Ray. Yeah. You know, he, he was running the 228, sorry, 28 minute 10K here in WA. Mm-hmm. Who ever heard of that? Yeah. Um. He was running the, you know, the, oh, you know, this the fourteen minute five k and and sub four minute, you know, and so he was, he was that next level, and but there was, so he was one of them. Um. Whereas we, a lot of us were, running um and and working and doing full time work as well. So, none of us were really willing to take the next step, and if we were. They pr- we'd go over to the Eastern States, like I said, mentioned the guys who wanted to do top triathlon. Myself, you know, I went to Queensland um, and, and took that year off work. Um, and so it, you and, oh, went, went to Queensland and Canberra. Um, and so you, you needed to make that sacrifice, but long term, you yeah. know, it was only short to midterm. Um, so whether you can do it here, um, if you can have that core group of say five to 10 and everybody having a similar goal, working part-time or being uni students and yep. just having, uh, you know, all, my, all our goals are is to Same run thing, yeah. 215 marathon. It could be done yep. for sure. So even, you know, like take away the altitude element, mm. that was pretty much just a byproduct of no, what yeah. you were gonna get. I mean, I only went there because it was a training camp. Yep. If it had been, you know, on the, Thanks for the rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the on the on the beach side, you know, yeah. in the Gold Coast, uh, I probably would have done the same thing. It yeah. just happened, you know. There's a that, that additional five percent of that it was at altitude, getting away from everything. Um, the place was closed down. Like I said, there was there was no cafe, no cafes, no no bars or pubs or anything like that. You know, again, the last year I was there, there was a pizza place that actually stayed open for us. Yeah. Because they knew they could actually make a little bit more money out of us. Stretch out the season a bit more, um, but yeah. So it's getting away and having those, being able to just put the focus on the running, yeah. uh, is definitely key. And where did you get all this stuff from? So who was coaching you, or, or was it just turn up and do what everyone else is doing? Um, did you have a mentor, or what? Who were you leaning on? Um, through high school, um, there was the athletics coach, um, the, my uh, Melville. I was, yep. 
became a life member at Melville, so uh, Daryl McCall there, and then and, and then it in um, high school there was there was the PE coach. Yeah. Then after after the army, I came back and there I realised that there wasn't much going on. Yeah. You, know, you could do uh, like Lynn Foreman. She sort of did the track work. There wasn't anybody really focusing on marathoning, and so I realised it was it was me and. Um, so I thought running is not brain surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably 80% of, of all the good guys are doing very similar stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that Monday through the Sunday, ebb and flow between hard and easy, um, you know, and you, you, you get, you read a couple of books or, you know, the internet was just starting up, so you get a, a bit of an idea. You talk to... Some of those guys from Cobalino, they, they were encyclopedias on running. I was pretty naive to it all. Um, uh, and you talk to them and this is what we're going to do on Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday. And, and it's like, okay, they're our speed days and then easy day, Monday, Wednesday, sorry, Monday, Friday, and then a tempo run on a fr- uh, Wednesday and uh, maybe a bit harder, uh, you know, hill work on the Saturday and a long run on the Sunday. And that scene, you know, Monas did that, it worked and and it it made it it easy to do because then when you're organizing two weeks time oh i want to go out to the bar on 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 the thursday and like, oh yeah well i know yeah 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 i know oh, I, i'll be there late because i'll be training hard on thursday afternoon um and that's so it made it easy. i know some guys did a 14 day block period yeah and so they'd actually change it up and so their speed days and long runs would be different uh, because 14 days was even. Um, I didn't like that too much. Yeah. So, and the question somebody actually asked me to ask you was, would you ever consider coaching? Like, I know you've already got one in the house, so how does that... <laughs> yeah, and she, but she's very good because she's a, she's a person person. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm married to say. But uh, she compliments me. Um, I would... I find it frustrating yeah. um, in, in coaching. I, I would like to coach, mm-hmm. um, but I think I would be frustrated with... Um, you'd have to be loyal and yeah. you'd have to be consistent. Yeah. And that's what I'd be fearful of in that I'd be so disappointed. Um, I, 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 the first time I've ever said this out loud in that I would actually pay you mm-hmm. as an athlete to get to your goal race mm-hmm. if you could be consistent and rock up when I'm rocking up and you know I'm putting in my time and if you could be there and, and, and putting your best foot forward here you've done the right by yourself and the right by me yeah. and I that's that's what I'm worried about the most when I when, when I think about if I was to be a coach yeah and I think it seems to be like a modern day thing where people are chasing now you know they're not saying hey let's jump on board let's do a two-year block mm-hmm. together you know mm-hmm. and yeah we'll race a few marathons for the next year mm-hmm. but our prime together is going to be in 24 months yeah so let's sell out i'm gonna sell out to you and then you're almost selling out to me and yeah. it seems like oh we didn't get a pb at this marathon together been together for three months so yeah yeah you know, and, like and, and that yeah that's society, I guess. It's, yeah. just, it's that, uh, 
um, you know, I want results and I want it now, I want to be entertained now, you know, I want to watch Netflix, I want to turn my phone on, entertain me. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's, it's the other way around. You need to put the work in. Yeah. You, it's it's self-motivated, it's self-generated. And if you haven't got the willpower, which, you know, I can harp back to my initial early life, if you're not self-motivated, you haven't got that internal drive, then you're gonna, are you gonna be able to get the best out of yourself? Yeah. Uh, I can't give that to you. I yeah. can't take take my will out of me and, and give it to you. Yeah. I can give you the groundwork to it. Be consistent to be uh, the the uh, constant um, being consistent and loyal to to the cause. Yeah. But if you um, can't do that internally, yeah. Then you, you you're gonna not crash and burn, but you're not gonna get you you the results. Maybe you'll you'll stumble across it. Yeah. Maybe you will get to the you'll get to your PB, but maybe you could have got minutes quicker. Yeah. If you had been true to yourself, and uh, and self reliant and. You know, if you want a life coach, there's, there's plenty out there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's probably because you're right, the, the wanting for now. And it's, that comes down to people wanting to race everything. Like we mm. spoke before we started about, you know, if there's five marathons on, people want to race all five. Mm. Opposed to, you know, you said you had the Bridges 10K and you sat out mm. and you did the five. And people yeah. are going, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, you know, the best marathons in the world only do two. Mm. So why you who's doing a sub four marathon, why must you do four? You know, it's it comes back to this now thing, and yeah, and different strokes for different folks. But yeah. well, again, what your goals? Yeah, I yeah. want to. I want to run hundred marathons. Yeah, then you're gonna have to run five plus. Yeah, otherwise you're gonna to get to the end of your life and not get make your goal. Do you want to run them fast? That's 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 the other. That's the essence, and I think anybody can finish a marathon. Firm believer of that, but if you want to run it fast and you want to do the best for yourself and you want to be internally motivated, you've got to start smaller. You know, you've got to learn to crawl before you walk, etc. Um, and you know, you've got to do those five k. You've got to run that fast because if you can't run fast five k, how are you going to run fast for ten? Yeah. How are you going to run the fast half and eventually the fast marathon? So, if your goals, if if that's what your goals are. Um, all power to you but uh, I think there's a clock on you know at the end of the marathon for there for a reason yep Uh, not to tell you the time but how quick you actually did it so coaching wise then (laughs) do you think then you'd be more it sounds like you'd be more engaged with the front end because they would potentially be as committed as you'd need or they'd sell out as much as you'd need in a way like um no, I, I could coach the person next door. Yeah. You know, if they, they came knocking on my door and said, I want to do, I want to be the best I can be. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be pretty cliche. Yeah. But, you know, and, and but, you know, the, a top runner, if they wanted to, you know, they saw my results and, and said to me, you know, how, how did you do that? Well, I did this, this and this. And it's like, well, I, I can do that. I want to do that. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, it's it's fire in your belly that you know you yourself. I know, you know, you watch chariots of fire and you don't you don't ask, 
you don't ask the coach, the coach approach you. Well, yeah. I'd probably be the other way around. I'd, I'd want an athlete to approach me um, and knowing my background and knowing what I have or haven't achieved. And, and, and they were either respectful of that or thought that that's good for them. And, and I'd be able to try and pass that on to me. Perfect. So the sign's kind of there to, if somebody wants to knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm a bit curious about who, who would be asking you this, considering I've been out of the game for a while. <laughs> um, have a look at, I suppose, if I put you into running now in your peak and the different um, distractions and things that you needed to do almost to create this profile... How do you reckon you'd go? So, you know, the social media and the open forum, you know, Strava, and I know that you don't use a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, do you, how do you think you'd go now? And do you think a lot of runners, performance-wise, are suffering because of those things? Oh, they're definitely suffering, Brian. Um, you know, the runners of the 50s and 60s are running faster than where they are now. Yeah. Why was that? Yeah. You know, because they either wanted to burn bright, a lot quicker in their career mm-hmm. um, because they had other, you know, they, they had to survive in their late twenties because they had to go on with their careers. Um, social media is definitely a distraction, and and you know I'm sure there's psychologists everywhere telling us all about that. I mean, just watch my ten uh, year old daughter. <laughs> but you um, you need to you can use it as a tool mm-hmm. and. I mean, now I'm, I'm getting into a bit of cycling and, and everybody's mentioning power meters and, and this sort of thing. Yeah. It's all about watts and all yeah. sort of thing. You know, I, I remember going to Falls one time and then talking about average speeds you know, for, the, for, the, for the week, mm. not just for one session. It was average speed for the week. So all of a sudden they started speeding up during their recovery runs. And it, I remember Moniz just shaking his head and just going, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, you know, we're just gonna, and, you know, and they're sort of semi-tempoing away yeah. in an easy run where they should have been running five-minute Ks. Yeah. And they're doing 4.30s and four-minute Ks. And it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. And, and it's the same sort of thing in that you can get caught up with watch-watching. Mm. And, uh, you know, you're just looking at the time and not being at the now and looking... For me, when I raced, I didn't race for a time and it probably reflects in my my career times maybe a little bit more but I enjoyed the racing I wanted to be competitive I wanted to um, uh, I wanted to be um, not a challenge but if I came last in the race yeah but if I knew that the winner only came a second in front of me that I would be happy with that yeah I, I know he pushed hard to beat me and that that was that that stirred me that uh, to, to be able to do your best you can on the day and 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 be a challenge to your your fellow competitor um, so um, if you can balance it then you can use the technology but at the same time you don't need it ultimately yeah. I, I feel that you just don't need it to be able to say when I'm going to run this 1K length in the fastest I can be, are you really going to be looking at the 200 metre mark and the 400 metre mark and the 600 metre mark, how fast you're going? Because yep. you're obviously not running fast enough. Yeah. Just 
run and get to that finish line. And then when you get to that 1K, then you go, okay, yeah, I probably I softened at the halfway mark and I probably wasn't putting it in and my breathing started to get affected. Okay, change that on the next one. Okay, push through that. And that's where the track running comes into play because you know you break your, 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 your session down to 400 metre lots or 200 metre lots and you can then get a feel for where you're suffering. Yeah, it might be a headwind or something in your way or whatever, but on the whole, it, it's just you and and running and, and the track. And if you can just make your legs pump and just be in the moment, not looking at your watch, not worrying about what the time's doing, it'll come when you cross the line. Yeah. And um, if you can get away from worrying about how this is going to reflect on your Strava that night. Mm. Um, again, focusing on where you are now, running hard, making it hurt. And when it hurts, you push again and, and not worrying about, oh, my heart rate's up and it's going to show yeah. and, oh, dear me, they're going to see that I'm not as fit as I, I could be. Well, no, maybe because you're just pushing harder. And, yeah. and that is a training effect which is going to make you run better next week because that training effect is then going to be absorbed and your body's going to adjust to it and all that sort of thing and you're going to run better. So is that what your, well, I suppose your athletic philosophy but also your coaching philosophy potentially you'd say, you know, almost just go out and run. If I'm telling you to go do an easy run, go do an hour and it's based on how you're going to feel mm. and, you know, I don't care how fast you run, just whereas now a lot of people would pretty much be like, I want you to do an hour but it's got to be at five minute k's and oh, you've got yeah, to come in. You're complicating an easy run. Mm. Uh, why? I mean, as long as you do the distance, and that, that's key to me, it's, it's distance and or time, and particularly time. Um, you, know, you know, we talked about doing 200k weeks, but I could probably tell you how long it took me to do because every day I would run an hour. Yep. If I ran 13k's or I ran 16k, yeah, it was it was in the ballpark. Yeah. But I definitely ran an hour because time on your watch, unless it's affected by the you know, the magnetic force, is always <laughs> gonna be within a second of that hour. Yeah. Um where, you know, running a distance and it does my head in <laughs> does my head in, in that I see people, you know, oh it's it's only fourteen point eight, I've got to run another two hundred meters because yeah. then it doesn't so fifteen and, and rounding it up and oh it's just, it's just like, okay, well, you've done an hour, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's, you've done it. You're pretty much on your feet as well that whole time. Yes, so. exactly <laughs> it. And I remember, <laughs> well, there's a, a bit of a story with uh, the um, uh, Montegetti at the, um, the city trial. And I remember we are in the shadow of the hotel we're staying at and it was the day before the race, so on the Saturday. And everybody... Had agreed we're just going to run 20 minutes we're going to run 20 minutes in the afternoon easy run and the who's who are running this 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 run and so monas and trooper are at the front and i remember running next to ray and we're, we're running along and we get within 100 meters of the hotel and monas and troop and a few others just stop dead just yeah. we're walking back and we're like ray and i are like it's right there yeah it's right there no 20 minutes yeah that's all this run was and it's just like, it, it kind of, he'd run so many other Ks yeah. that this was his day to run 20 and 20 minutes only. 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and Ray and I ran there, you know, in 2020. At his way. Uh, yeah. And we're like, that was crazy. Listen, we're going to get the shower first. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so, all right, let's talk Sydney then. So we did yeah. talk off air about it. Yeah, pretty cool story. When because you know the stories about it, how it was an Olympic trial, and I don't think Mona ran. Did he, he already had a selection? No, he'd already had a selection. Yeah, so he was the only one that didn't run. Yeah. yeah. So then was it? It was down to one spot, or did they select two already? And... I think they were already going to run. No, they. I think it was two spots. Yeah. And I think there was a third open. Yeah. But they weren't going to use it. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, they 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 said they were only going to run two, but. It, um, I don't know whether did Troop I don't know, I can't remember if Troop actually ran that race then because I think he, he ended up doing 10k on yeah, track didn't he yeah. but whether he was able to I think they had plans in the back pocket to run him yeah. in the marathon but there was it was one up for grabs yeah. uh, state national title holder yeah. national uh, race and first across the line you get to go to the Olympics and Look, so you, obviously you would have been like, yeah, I'm going. Mm. Um, but A, it was more of an experience. You knew you're going to go to probably the best field Australia's ever put together on home soil. Mm. So you knew for your own sake, time-wise, it's going to be good. But then like, what, what type of plan do you go in with that with? Do you say, well, I'm going to go with these guys? Or do you go, well, this is my race plan. I'm staying back here. Yeah, I, I, I was leaning towards my race plan. Yeah. You know, running by a little field to see how it goes. I mean, I decided early that I would take take some time off yeah. and I think we got told very early like a year in advance that I think I might have been state title holder or had run I think maybe Athletica or WA Athletics at the time had got told pick three state runners who are your top three yeah. and tell them now that they, 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 the option's open to go into this race. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I was tapped on the shoulder for that and decided that I would take some time off and, and be the best I could be. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not ultimately realising who was going to be there, and, but they, they've told every state this. Yeah. So yeah. it was basically the best three of every state got invited to go to this run. And... Uh, so all of a sudden, you know, I've been running at this stage for for 10 to 15 years and just seeing some of these people. And I mean, I'd run with a few of these people um, over in the east, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Pat Carrolls and the, the Phil Slides, and at races as well. Um, um, so, you know, they'd won races I've been in, in marathons I've been in, and... Uh, um, here they were standing on the, the same start line, but it was everybody. It yeah. wasn't just two or three of us. It was 30 of us. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite a surreal sort of moment because we, we, were, we were treated as elite, so we you know, start on the start line, we're on the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and this is the Olympic course. Go run it. And, uh, yeah, so we took off, and, yeah, it was, it was a hell of a pace. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would have been go because there would have been also people like Magnus who just shot off mm-hmm. and was like, "Well, this is my shot. I'm going to give it a go." Yeah, well, um, he he's always been known as a gutsy runner. And yeah. Probably know if if you followed his career later on, uh, you know, comrades and things yeah. like that. You know, he, he definitely shone. He won Melbourne. Yeah. Um. So he definitely 
had some pedigree and, and he thought he would uh, blow us all out of the water, which he did yeah. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I never saw him again yeah. in the race and um, he, he must have been running to, you know, 240s in that yeah. first three or four Ks because he sort of ran off, off the Sydney Harbour Bridge down towards Centenary Park which was the 10k mark and um, I just watched these other guys chase them and when I say the other guys it was a pack of 20 or 20 odd of the who's who of Australian running yep. and uh, yeah it was like oh this is going to be a long day at the office <laughs> so I was just running suddenly running by myself within 3k's and you, you did you went overseas as well so um, Berlin Chicago as well yeah so that experience yeah all right so and that experience in your whole career like what yeah how do you explain that and you know how do you look back on it and reflect oh yeah i mean i mean obviously like i said there was it wasn't a big field Mm. um so when you're running big fields you know i was in in berlin when Haley broke the world record and you're running i was on the left hand side of the road and i look over to my right and watch him running away from me after 100 meters and yep. just and then watching his gang of gang of green yep. running down the road um yeah that's it's pretty incredible so you get these snapshots of of you know to be you know it's quite um uh you know um, a privilege to to be in the same race let alone so close to them um and watch them running so well um but to you know, each race is unique and they, and they sell themselves as that, you know, the biggest race or the most prettiest race, the fastest race, you know, best conditions or whatever. Yep. So, I mean, I've done nearly 30 races overseas. So, um, and they, you know, they're all something, they all have a, a different selling point. Yeah. And in terms of running, what would you say running, what are some of the biggest things it's taught you? Just I mean, you've used in general life. Oh, what you put in, get out. Yeah. Uh, you, running's great in that you can only blame yourself, you know, ultimately. I mean, yeah, you might get shoulder bars or somebody pushes you or the wind might be not be the, the best on the day, but everybody has that, those same chances or conditions. And to be able to do... Be able to put in that training and have a focus. You know that's that's the ultimate in in, in life in general. I mean, I mean running's a a small sport in in the big scheme of things. Um, but you can use that in so many different things, and and, it, and it's made me a healthy person. And I you know really appreciate that in my latter years. You know I'm watching other 40 year olds not, mm. not really uh, be as where they should be and I'm running rings around guys who are half my age um, and so yeah there's a there's a lot of th- thankful things that I've come out of the end of it you know not with you know chronic injuries and arthritic and all that sort of thing so I think my style enabled me to get through and that was that's why I was able to enjoy it for so long yeah so what are, what does running mean now though? Because a you've just gone in for surgery. Mm-hmm. When you come through the other side of that, do you think 
are you just gonna you do it recreationally you do because you enjoy it mm. but do you think it's almost changed your view on it and when you are back to fully running where do you want to do you have anything else you want to tick off do you say all right i want to get back i want to do that i want to achieve this yeah it's like when you finish that marathon and you say never again right. <laughs> and when you're living with uh, an exceptional runner like tina yeah um it's hard not to get a little bit more motivated yeah However, I did promise myself that four or five years ago, I, I was going to start giving it away and moving to other sports and going to dabble in triathlon and swimming and cycling, and I, which I've done, but now I want to put it together. And, and, and I probably achieved, say, 80% of the goals I wanted to do in, in running. And while I've still got my fitness and, and, and still able to... Um, have in you know um be focused on something and 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 a drive i want to you know do something different with 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 my body as such um i could definitely continue running mm-hmm. uh, if this if this surgery is going well and you know if i can run and put some good sessions in pain free I could be motivated to, to, to go and, and step it up again. Uh, <laughs> whether I want to do a marathon again, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I probably would never run those sort of times again. Yeah. Uh, my last one was in November last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time last year. Um, and I ran a 245. Okay. Which, you know, with the pain I had yeah. and, and running through that and being able to, 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 to achieve that, um, or was it, I don't think it was that quick. That's my, that was my goal, 245. I ended up running about 250, sorry. Okay. Um, so I think that's, would I be able to run sub 245 again? Probably not. Um, unless I put all my efforts into that, yeah. which I'm not keen yeah. to do at the moment. I want to, like I said, if I'm, if I'm fit and healthy, I want to just dabble in a few other things, not yeah. set the world on fire with it, but definitely, you know, I want to you know, finish an Ironman or, yeah. you know. But it sounds like you'll throw the kitchen sink at that. If you go and want to do an Ironman, you're not just going to... You're not just going to... You're literally going to unpack what you need to do and then you're going to go in and throw everything out. I'm going to... Knowing what I can do with my running, I, I probably could not put the time in. Now, you know, I've got responsibilities with family and have a wife now. <laughs> so... She was sitting there with Yeah, no, she's uh, tiptoed out. Um, so... You know, I've got these go, and now I've I've achieved a a goal within work which I haven't really done in the past. I've, I've, I'm now going to try and specialise. So I want to be able to um, balance that work life. Whereas before it was all about you know it's why I left the army. It's why running was 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 sort of a number one priority. Where now you know, I'm going to balance it with that. So probably you know I only train once a day. Yeah. I will. I need do, you know, on this day I'll only do running, mm-hmm. on this day I'll do swimming, on this day I'll do... So I'll be, for two other days, I won't be running. Whereas at the moment, before the surgery, you know, I was running still every day. Um, dog might not be happy about that, <laughs> but uh, team can take up the uh, shortfall. Yeah. It would be... Uh, I have to ask about comrades. So I uh, tapped a friend of yours on the shoulder, Chris O'Neill, yeah. and he said, definitely throw comrades on the <laughs> table and find out... Um, <laughs> Well, well, suppose, like well, what your thought, well. I don't know why he wants to know me. But your thoughts on it and mm. like why you went to do it, did you get everything out of it that you had aimed to? And 
any, like somebody with your marathon time, what advice would you give them if they're going to try it, really? Oh, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Did I get everything out of it that I expected? Yes. Did I get the most out of me? No. Yeah. Um, with my marathon time, I should have gone quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and from that, keeping in mind, it was, I was all self-trained, mm-hmm. self-coached, and maybe in retrospect, I should have got, got a bit more advice, got a bit more focused. You know, I sort of put, I had this training regime, which was ticked off by monitors back in 2000 and odd, and uh, you know, I'll do this for 5K and then I'll sort of double it for 10K and then the half marathon and then marathon and it, and it worked for me. Yep. So then I thought, well, if I just keep going with that pattern, I can do comrades. Yep. You know, 90, 100K. So, and it probably wasn't, you know, 80% of it, I think it was, it was good, you know. And from what I, you, you feel out, but I think there was, I think, in South Africa, they still have those that sixties mentality. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 grit running like. They don't worry too much about. The 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 run uh, the the Strava and all this thing. They 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 run because they can. Yeah. Whether that's all they have, but, you, they get results out of themselves with that, and I think um, if I had have done a bit more of that, where. I probably did a bit too much speed work mm-hmm. or I wasn't my nutrition wasn't right or maybe I should have just done uh, longer runs but at a slower pace. I'm not too sure. No, I was a bit more impatient. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to go out at four minute Ks yep. for five hours in my training run. Okay, tick. Maybe I should have gone for six hours but at you know, six minute Ks. Yeah. And then know. how do you even terrain wise, you know, you complete disadvantage mm. even though you might be a fast runner than a lot of people that turned up people have got an advantage because of terrain mm. like you'd almost false creek would have been ideal yeah you know if you could have yeah, gone and spent yeah. six peak weeks yeah, yeah. Like, like, i would have liked to have done five hour runs out there i guess um yeah i mean we there was there was some blocks there where i was running no less than 50 k's on a on a on a sunday for months on end yeah um you know i did i did three no sorry four races in a row each week um at, at pace you know for a 50k and a, and a 60k 65k um so you you probably could put it together here um but i think you'd probably want to be part-time working mm because you know, those other X factors come into play um, uh, and you'd have to you'd, you'd have to be wanting to travel you couldn't just run up and down the coast yep. you know you'd have to go out to the hills yep. you'd have to go and find those there was one that that, that run um, they call it Death Valley here I'm not too sure it's out the back of um, that kid you going up yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah out that way so um, undulating ruthless hills yes in, in stone um Stoneville and out that way um, where there's just some lonely back roads and there's some ruthless long drawn out hills and they they did remind me of comrades and you know in the middle of the heat and all that sort of thing but then you've got to you know you've got to get support crew and 
all those sort of X factors that just dig your head in. Yeah, yeah. There's no tap on the side <laughs> and, of the road. And, yeah. Whereas when you run on the coast, yeah, you've got that. There you so, go. So all of a sudden, are you going to have a support person? Well, yeah. Tina, you do it this week. No, you do it this week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when you've got a wife who's, you know, potential gold medalist, yeah, uh, you can't you can't expect there's no those expectations. So, um, and that's what sort of dismotivated me about comrades yeah. yes could I keep going and doing it and run myself in the ground was I ever going to get quicker I don't think so I, I changed up my training um, and you know my nutrition I changed completely and ran exactly the same time um, uh, so it, it kind of was doing my head in and that it was such a sacrifice and to me mention comrades for nine months yeah. every day for a year yeah um, and then for the next three, four months, you'd be either recovering, recovering. from it and preparing to re-qualify yeah. for it and then to train for it again. It was, it was a real all or nothing sort of sport or, or a, um, uh, an event, yeah. which sort of goes back to why I didn't go further and do the 100k ultras and 24-hour ultras because it, it didn't really float my boat. Yeah. I, to, to, to give that much to the sport... Um, where I just wanted to run fast, mm. you know, I didn't do all these track runs where, you know, running, you know, five by sub three minutes, um, so I could run six, six minute chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is true, and it becomes so cyclical where people go, oh, I'm getting into the cycle, I want to do 10 comrades, and it's great, the mm. romance behind it's awesome, but you do sit back, and I think 2020 is the year where you sit back and you go, well, actually... It's always going to be there. Yes. So go make real gains yeah. in your marathon and then go to it. Yes. Once you've well and truly ticked off and you said, right, I'm pretty comfortable with what my marathon yeah. is, yeah. I, want to, I want to go to that. And ultra seem to be the thing where, you know, everyone's doing an ultra now. 21-year-olds um, doing ultras, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. Like, why would you do that when you've got all that speed in your legs? Yeah. Um, yes, you might be getting kudos and you might be pretty quick at it, um, but you're sacrificing a lot for your future for this one event. Yeah. Um, whereas I have no regrets in, you know, going through my 20s and, and, and I remember in my late teens just just doing track and yeah. just going, well, at, at some stage this is going to slow down and then I'm going to do my 5K and then, because then, because you have that transfer period of where you do 5K on the track and 5K on the road and same with the 10. And, uh, and so all of a sudden, eventually, you sort of stumble into the half. And then yep. it's like, well, if I can do a half, I can do a marathon. Um, so then when you eventually you get to the, to the comrades and the, and the ultras, you've got this background of speed work that you can either draw off or just let it plateau yep. um, and just focus on the distance. Whereas I think, you know, being Chris, you know, I, I think he... I know if I was in his shoes, I would have regretted the way... Because he, he went straight into ultras, I think, as mm -hmm. a, uh, or straight into comrades as a, uh, a bar, bar ring bet. Yeah. Uh, classic story. And so um, uh, all of a sudden, he, when he goes back and, you know, starts putting focus in it and using all his youth up in running at 6.20, fantastic time. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, now, I watched him through his 30s trying to chase that marathon time, which he should have been doing ass about. Yeah, and, yeah. and in his 20s, he should have been running, you know, chasing those 220s. Yeah. To be able to run a 620 
uh, comrades, what could he have done in the marathon? Yeah. It makes me uh, uh, wonder. And, and uh, you know, all that sort of focus he had, and then, you know, and then be able to go into comrades, could he run a six-hour comrades? Yeah, interesting. And uh, it seems to be, well, I know, different runners are very focused on wanting to do one. Or, mm. yeah, you know, it's like, oh, we just have to do this now. Mm. And I think the track runners seem to have it together where they stay on the track for quite a while now yeah, and not going well. into that marathon. And then they yeah. lose the chance. Yeah. You know, it become like, oh, geez, I've missed that window to jump into. And you, you ask the question why Australia hasn't had a 210 marathoner in how many years mm-hmm. and that's because you've got guys that are smashing the track but they're leaving it too late to jump yeah. and then get, jump out getting because and the times are getting so quick now from when i you know first started um and to now you know the, the times have improved by minutes yeah you know that's one lap you know in, in a 10k you know it's just it, it's phenomenal so the human body is trying to keep up with this and so these these australian athletes are trying to keep up with this and you go, okay, well, I'm not going to get the world record 10K. Okay, well, you know, okay, I'm running really fast and I'm getting strain titles. Uh, I've got to that sort of peak time. Maybe I've got to start focusing on, you know, I might dabble in the, uh, the half marathon. Yep. You, know, you know, I'll do one a year and then, then I'll do two a year. And okay, I'm doing these all right and I'm, suffer- I'm not suffering from it. Okay, I've got to go dip into the marathon now. You know, is that... Uh, gradual progression whereas uh, yeah, now it just seems to be all or nothing you, you jump in feet first which is great in if you come up but it's it's not a high hit rate you yep. know, you're really on that it's extremes of the bell curve yeah um, you don't almost see them coming through slowly yeah I'm going okay well I'm ready to see that guy run yeah, the look, look, at, look at guy I remember, you know, Al Stevenson I ran with him uh, with Pat Cloessy over in um, uh, Queensland you know, he was, I think as a 18-year-old, he'd run a, a, a 338, 1500. Wow. And, you know, fastest time ever for, for a sub-18-year-old and all this, you know, he was the next bee's knees. Um, but didn't put it all together. I think tried out for the Sydney Olympics, didn't really make it um, and, and disappeared. Mm. And now he's come back. 15, 20 years later, and he's run a couple of marathons, um, and he's and he's loving it. You know, he's, he's loving running again. But he, he, there was just not that that consistency. There was never a future. It was all about that fifteen hundred, and it's all he ever ran. Where there was never, uh, okay, we, we, why don't you try out the five k on? Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. That'd, that'd, my my speed would suffer. You know, and um, uh, there, was, there was another story I was going to tell you about that, but I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, it was just, it's frustrating to, to watch um, guys who performed early mm. and then just didn't come through um, at the end of it. So to wrap up, mate, uh, message for your younger self, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> message for your younger self. Um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, don't. I wish I had probably taken it to another level. Yeah. Um, probably was more concerned about the next race mm-hmm. rather than having future goals. Um, and was I, was I able to see that in my little bubble? Probably not. Um, I could have reached out and when I was 
scared to reach out or stubborn or pig-headed to, to do that, um, probably, probably should have done that. And let's say three bits of advice. <laughs> so if I walked up to you, mm-hmm. so a little birdie actually told me that she walked up to you once and asked for some advice and you didn't give her donuts. So what, what <laughs> advice would you give? If I said, hey, Todd, could I have some advice? Give three bits of advice. How long ago was this person? <laughs> three bits of advice. Oh, be loyal to yourself. Yeah. Uh, be consistent. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, trust, have trust in the, in the um, process. Yeah. Because um, if, you, if, you, if you put those three together and, 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 and you, you come up with you know, the, the, the solid foundation to, to, to go ahead. And if you, you know, one fault is you can rely on the other to, you know, if you're being loyal and, and you're being uh, trusting in your, um, you, you, your willpower to, to go forward. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to bluff yourself and trying to just get kudos on social media or um, you just, you're not gonna have that. Um, how can I put it? That desire which gets you through that next set or mm-hmm. that next rep. Um, you're just gonna go through the motions, and it's gonna plateau very easily. And that consistent, then that will create that consistency, um, and 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 that and that drive to, 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 to for the for the next step in 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 in, in your running. Awesome. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you.